Caucus Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Shutdown averted. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Thursday, November 16th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. The Senate has approved a spending measure that will keep the government funded beyond Friday, pushing further debates into the new year. In their first face-to-face this year, President Biden and his Chinese counterpart discussed their militaries and fentanyl production. Israel has released video from Gaza's largest hospital. It claims as proof Hamas uses the medical center for military purposes. And if you want to save time, money and aggravation when traveling during the holidays fly on Christmas or Thanksgiving Day. And pretty much everyone who's done it can verify that the airports are pretty empty. You know, it's a, it's a way less stressful experience. You're not going to be standing on the TSA line the same way that you would on another day during the holiday season. Zach Wichter at USA Today on a favorite holiday hack. No government shutdown, at least for now. The Senate yesterday easily passed a stopgap spending bill and sent it to President Biden to sign into law before Saturday's deadline. The 87 to 11 vote marked the end of this year's third fiscal standoff in Congress that saw lawmakers bring Washington to the brink of defaulting on its debt this spring and twice within days of a shutdown that would have interrupted pay for millions of federal workers. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Both sides genuinely care about approving aid to Israel and Ukraine and helping innocent civilians in Gaza. So I hope we can come to an agreement, even if neither side gets everything they insist on. But we will be working on it immediately when we get back after Thanksgiving. But the key question now is whether House Republicans will stand firm on their policy demands on hot-button issues such as abortion and immigration in talks over full-year funding ahead of the new January and February deadlines. Speaker Mike Johnson may struggle to deliver given his party's slim majority in the House and Democrats' control of the Senate and White House. President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping have agreed on a small handful of items like opening a presidential hotline, resuming military-to-military communications, and curbing fentanyl production. I welcome the positive steps we've taken today. And it's important for the world to see that we're implementing the approach in the best traditions of American diplomacy. In their first face-to-face talks in a year, Biden and Xi met for about four hours on the outskirts of San Francisco to discuss issues that have strained U.S.-Chinese relations. To be clear, significant differences remain, especially over Taiwan. However, the two plan to resume military contacts that China severed after then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan a year ago. That's been cut off, and it's been worry- worrisome. That's how accidents happen, misunderstandings. So we're back to direct, open, clear, direct communication. Relations soured further after a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon crossed the U.S. and was shot down by a U.S. fighter jet back in February. Also, the two militaries have had a number of near collisions and nasty exchanges over the past year. Israeli troops today stormed into Gaza's largest hospital looking for Hamas terrorists inside and beneath the facility. Reuters says officials from Israel and Gaza presented different accounts of what was happening at Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. The Israeli army released video that it claims showed the MRI wing contained AK-47s, grenades, military uniforms, and a battle vest with the insignia of Hamas's military wing. Meanwhile, Gaza health officials talked of terrified staff and patients as troops moved through the buildings. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Lieutenant Amnon Scheffler. 
in the surrounding area, there's hundreds of tunnel shafts that we've already found. Now this is, it takes time to find them and that's where we're now looking and we're continuously looking inside the hospital and also in its vicinity. Back in Washington, lawmakers were evacuated from the Democratic National Committee headquarters last night after protesters clashed with police outside the building. Capitol Police say six officers were being treated for injuries ranging from minor cuts to being pepper sprayed to being punched. Hey, it's Gordon Deal, your personal HelloFresh holiday helper. Seriously, make your holiday festivities stand out with HelloFresh with over 45 scrumptious recipes that will impress at your party. This season, indulge in the joy of cooking made simple. HelloFresh delivers right to your door so it's convenient and saves time. And with the very specific step-by-step -step instructions from HelloFresh, it's easy for someone with zero kitchen skills like me to follow along. Make it the tastiest holiday season yet with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets me ditch the store run. No stressing about running back and forth or worrying about forgetting something. Their farm-fresh and pre-portioned ingredients make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free and use code Gordon Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free with the code Gordon Free. Unleash the tasty seasonal flavors from America's number one meal kit. Order HelloFresh today at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Thursday. House Speaker Mike Johnson is getting a free pass from hardline Republicans who are upset with his approach on keeping the government open with a clean funding extension, but are holding him to a different standard than former Speaker Kevin McCarthy for now. Here's why from Emily Brooks, House reporter at The Hill. Emily, what are you hearing? Well, of course, a lot of these Freedom Caucus members and other conservatives in the House were not too pleased with the structure of the bill that averted a government shutdown that Speaker Johnson pushed through the House. And what that did was it had two deadlines, two new deadlines for January 19th and February 2nd, kind of splitting up government funding for the next deadline in the future in order to avoid uh, a full year omnibus massive appropriations package from the Senate, in theory giving the House more of a chance to try and finish their regular appropriations, those 12 individual bills, of which the House still has five to do before negotiating with the Senate. Mm. But a lot of the conservatives were very upset that this was a clean funding extension to those two new dates. And so there were nothing, there was nothing cutting any funding. There was nothing as far as policy, uh, policies like on the border or um, trying to get other concessions from Democrats on other policies. Within that, it was essentially just um, the two deadline idea and nothing else. And so they said that wasn't good enough. But so the lot, 93 Republicans voted against the bill, while almost all Democrats except for two voted for it, which doesn't really look good. But there's not holding Speaker Mike Johnson necessarily to the same standard that they did for former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. So is it like, also, are they exhausted yeah. with the process or like, Why? Well, because Speaker McCarthy did also push through a clean funding extension. But, you know, Matt Gates, who led the charge to oust McCarthy, said 
everybody gets a mulligan. They're kind of saying, well, he has only been in the job for three weeks. Johnson himself was saying, I can't turn an aircraft carrier overnight. And so even though they expressed their displeasure with him, they're not calling for a change in leadership or really even blaming him all that much just yet. Wow. We're speaking with Emily Brooks, House reporter at The Hill. Her story is called House Conservatives Give Speaker Johnson a Mulligan in Funding Fight. He pointed out himself, Speaker Johnson, like you only get three defections from your own conference. So I, I think he was sort of saying his hands were tied, essentially. But what does that mean for, say, for January, for the next battle? Yeah, and then that's going to be a big challenge for the House. They are gone for the Thanksgiving holiday. And right before they left, uh, a, a bunch of Freedom Caucus conservatives tanked a procedural measure um, that blocked consideration of one of those funding bills because they were in part upset about how the con- how the continuing resolution was handled, but also trying to still negotiate some lower funding levels in th- that bill and other bills and get some more conservative policy concessions, for example on uh, FBI funding and on uh, abortion measures. So the, the, the House Republicans have five more regular funding appropriations bills to pass of the 12. And almost all of those have faced repeated problems um, trying to get across the floor, even after Speaker Johnson took over. So just because there's a new speaker doesn't mean all of their internal problems right. are are solved. So how he handles that, nobody really knows how he can figure that out because they're not really sure how to figure it out themselves. It's still very divided, slim majority. Thanks, Emily. Emily Brooks, House Reporter at The Hill. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping struck a less contentious tone at their summit yesterday, agreeing to resume communications between their militaries, cooperate on choking off fentanyl production, and begin a dialogue on the risks of artificial intelligence. Biden says the two made real progress. We agreed that uh, fentanyl and its precursors will be curbed substantially, and the pill presses. That's a big That's a big movement. The agreements reached Wednesday, though incremental, and the more positive tone contrast with the meetings of recent years and give Washington and Beijing more time to steady ties that have been on a downward pitch for years. Number two. Congressional shutdown brinksmanship is taking a break, at least for now. Faced with a government funding deadline this weekend, House lawmakers of both parties agreed to back a short-term Republican plan that extends the status quo until early next year. Republican Congressman Tom Emmer of Minnesota told Fox there was GOP opposition. I think a lot more would have voted for it, uh, but for the fact that Democrats decided at the last minute they were going to support it. And when that happened, you saw Republicans jumping off. The Senate approved the measure 87 to 11. The bill now goes to President Biden for his signature. Number three. The judge overseeing the racketeering case against former President Trump and 14 remaining co-defendants said he would soon place new limits on how evidence should be handled after a defense lawyer admitted to disclosing video clips of witness interviews to the media. The judge said he would impose a protective order which would bar defense lawyers from disclosing certain information they get about the prosecution's case during discovery. Yesterday's hearing came after ABC News and The Washington Post 
published video excerpts of meetings between prosecutors and Trump co-defendants who pleaded guilty. A majority of workers at GM's largest U.S. factory have voted in favor of a tentative contract with the UAW, increasing the deal's chances for approval as a tight vote enters its final hours. Workers at GM's factory in Arlington, Texas, which makes large SUVs, voted yes by more than 60 percent. Going for seconds this Thanksgiving won't be so painful, at least for your wallet. A Thanksgiving meal of 12 classic items for 10 people will cost $61.17 on average, a 4.5 percent drop from last year. You can thank turkeys for the lower cost. The dinner centerpiece, a 16-pound turkey, costs $27.35 on average, down 5.6% from last year. Should be down 50% since oh, it's the most I know you hate turkey. overrated item on Boo. the table. Thank you, Jen. At a time when air traffic controllers are struggling to handle high volumes of traffic, it's worth considering traveling on those lower volume days if you can, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Here's Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. Zach set this up. Just kind of looked at some of the data as we head into the holiday season about, you know, what the best days to travel during the holidays are. And it turns out if you have the flexibility to do so, traveling on the actual day of the holiday, so Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve Day, those are going to be probably some of the least crowded days at the airport of the season and also have some of the best deals because typically demand to fly on the actual day of the holiday is lower. So airlines aren't charging as as high prices as they are during the rest of the peak season. Oh, wow. So money, time, and aggravation you're exactly. saving, essentially? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, I've traveled myself on holidays like this a couple times. I actually have a trip coming up on Thanksgiving um, and also have spoken to a lot of other people who have done it as well. And pretty much everyone who's done it can verify that the airports are pretty empty, you know, it's a, it's a way less stressful experience. You're not going to be standing on the TSA line the same way that you would on another day during the holiday season. Like I said, you're not going to be paying as much money. And it's just a more relaxed way to travel if you have the flexibility to do it. And if your family and friends truly love you, they'll arrange Thanksgiving dinner either what the, the the day after perhaps or make it late in the evening or earlier in the day depending on uh, your time of arrival right right exactly or you know i mean if it let's say you're from a family that doesn't care that much about thanksgiving and you're just, you just want to spend time together but don't necessarily care about having the turkey yeah. itself you know it could actually be a really good time to take a trip especially abroad Yet countries other than the us aren't celebrating thanksgiving there's relatively little demand for international flights out of the U.S. around Thanksgiving. And so it could be a really good time also to take one of those trips to go somewhere else. There will be fewer crowds because American tourists aren't traveling to those places. You'll be able to take advantage of emptier airports and, again, cheaper airfares. Hmm. We're speaking with Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. This column is called Holiday Travel Hack, How to Avoid Lines and High Ticket Prices. How much could you save, by the way, if you choose to travel on the actual holiday? Yeah, definitely. So on Thanksgiving, it looks like you can save about 11% according to Expedia data. Um, on New Year's Eve day, you can f save up to 14% compared to other days during the same week. It's a little bit less available on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Those seem to be more popular for travel than the other two. But, you know, you're talking double-digit percentage savings um, on Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve day. Wow. All right, so here's something you brought up in your piece, too. What about things being open in the airport? 
on those yeah. holidays? Yeah, that was a big question for me. Um, I, I, it's been a while since I've traveled, so I couldn't remember, but speaking to people who have done it more recently, they all say that all of the concessions, the stores, the places that you would need to take advantage of, even you know Starbucks probably, they're all gonna be open. The people who I spoke to who have done it have said it's pretty much a normal but emptier day at the airport. Thanks, Zach. Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Thursday, November 16. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. The Senate and House have now both approved a temporary spending bill avoiding a government shutdown for now. Israel says it has evidence that a Gaza hospital serves as a Hamas military outpost. The Washington Post says Hamas has agreed in principle and Israel is now considering a proposal for the release of at least 50 hostages. A fractured shoulder ends the season for Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Bengals and Ravens in Thursday night football, and how a Kansas woman turns to socks for inspiration. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Discover. Discover wants everyone to feel special with live 24-7 customer service. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. A sell-off that dragged crude prices near their lowest levels in four months has left many oil drillers, energy traders, and fuel producers with the same question, what will OPEC do? More from David Uberti, reporter at the Wall Street Journal. David, what's going on? Well, it's been a a little bit of a U-turn in the market over the last couple of months. If you recall, in the late summer, there was quite a significant run-up in gasoline prices, and it really sparked some fears among, you know, normal Americans, but also people who work with the Federal Reserve about this creating something of an inflationary shock, just like prices going so high that it will, you know, hurt people at the pump and prevent them from spending money elsewhere, which is a a pretty bad thing for the economy. Now the opposite thing is happening. Oil prices have retreated quite significantly, about 15 or 20 percent since September, and gasoline prices have really dropped off since then as well. And the way the market is structured and some of the signals that we're hearing from traders in the space, um, many of them continue to believe that those declines, those gasoline prices, price declines will continue for at least the next couple of several weeks going forward, unless something else significant changes that. Okay, so the, the prices have come down, even though Saudi Arabia and Russia have cut production, right? So what's happening here? 
Well, there's like several different factors that are working in tandem together. You know, first and foremost, um, despite those Saudi and Russian production cuts, oil supplies have surprised to the upside. So the U.S. were pumping more oil than we ever have before by a long shot. Um, then additionally, there's some supplies coming from Brazil, which is hitting record production, as well as Guyana, which is tapping some really like incredibly prodigious oil reserves off its coast as well. And the other piece of this from the supply side of the equation is just that more sanctioned oil is coming onto the market. As you recall, the U.S. has been in talks with Venezuela about getting easing some of those sanctions on its crude exports in uh, exchange for some political um, uh, uh, uh uh, agreement, um, as well as Iranian exports are coming onto the market as well, despite U.S. sanctions. And even though there has been this uh, pretty terrible conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Middle East, Hamas being backed by Iran, uh, there's no sign at this point that the U.S. is going to ramp up its sanctions enforcement on Iran in response to that. So those barrels are coming onto the market and basically ensuring that the market is pretty well supplied as, as far as oil goes. Wow. We're speaking with David Uberti, commodities reporter at The Wall Street Journal. His story is called Can Lower Gas Prices Last? So with what Brazil, Guyana, Venezuela, and Iran are doing here, that's sort of offsetting what Saudi Arabia and Russia have done? Yeah, that's sort of offsetting what what they've done, but also in some other parts of the world, you know, demand growth has not been as significant as many people on Wall Street and elsewhere projected. The United States, you know, according to federal forecasters, um, is expected to use less gasoline than per capita as it has in the last 20 years. Um, and because the U.S. dollar has been so strong, given some of the monetary policy and economic things happening domestically, um, that has driven up the price of imports in low-income countries that need to you know, receive shipments of oil and that's pushed down their consumption. So places like Southeast Asia or West Africa, oil is becoming prohibitively expensive for some importers there. So this combination of supply that's surprised the upside as well as demand growth, which really hasn't uh, reached the level that some people expected maybe six or 12 months ago, that has left the market in a little bit of a soft point, hmm. um, which is certainly good for, for US drivers. Yeah. So what about uh, this OPEC meeting later this month? What are expectations here? Uh, the expectations, as, as far as the folks who I speak with, are that OPEC will continue their cuts. But again, they, they can go any number of ways. They could, they could obviously um, uh, you know, restore some of those supplies to the market. Very few people uh, project additional cuts from OPEC, um, that being because many of those governments that make up that a producers group rely on those revenues for, you know, public works or militaries or, or whatnot. So um, I think the general expectation from the market is steady as she goes. And many people who trade this stuff are, are more so looking for um, rhetorical support for the market and, and, and any sense that the sort of demand uh, picture will get a little bit tighter next year. Thanks, David. David Uberti, commodities reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. 
Hey, glad you're with us. Welcome into Friday Eve. It is time now for the Mic Drop with this morning's Mike Cabin. Good morning. Well, we've got a couple funny football stories to talk about today. One college, one pro. Let's start in Ohio, where Bobcats fans were treated to a win over Central Michigan last night, bringing Ohio, Ohio University's record up to an impressive 8-3 and three on the season, and in at least one fan's mind, putting them above Alabama in the college football hierarchy. This might sound a little strange, considering Alabama is a juggernaut, which even in a down year has them ranked eighth in the country right now but the fan makes a pretty good case espnu cameras caught a fan holding up a homemade sign which laid out ohio's case which is that ohio beat iowa state iowa state beat oklahoma state oklahoma state beat kansas kansas beat oklahoma oklahoma beat texas and texas beat alabama therefore Ohio is better than Alabama. Okay. No, I, I follow that logic. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big uh, math guy, but is that like the transitive property? Is that what they would call that Ooh, somehow? Uh, I, yes, <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, Alabama's probably arguing, though, that the loss to Miami, Ohio, and Northern Illinois probably dent their case okay, on, sure. on the schedule this well, season. Well, there was enough room on the poster, okay? <laughs> I see. He, as it is, he I squeezed see. in a lot of information <laughs> on a little bit of poster board he had there. It's excellent research, though. Yeah, not excellent bad. research yeah i mean look you know if you have to go before the uh before the the college football championship board or whatever sure, you got to do you could definitely argue this, this. Is, this, this is this is good college stuff this is college student yeah. stuff make your case present yeah. the argument right this is these are life skills i like it maybe a pre-law student oh, absolutely <laughs> Try to connect the dots right getting some go good bobcats real, real world practice there and say the name tommy devito to most people they might conjure up images of joe pesci's unhinged mobster in the movie god uh, goodfellas but new york giants fans now know him as their starting quarterback after the Giants' top two QBs went down with injuries. In some ways, it's a feel-good story with DeVito getting an extended shot in the NFL as an undrafted rookie. He's also a hometown kid, having grown up just a few miles from MetLife Stadium in northern New Jersey. And now, to social media users, he's the most North Jersey guy ever. This started when DeVito shared with ESPN this week that the 25-year-old NFL starter is still living at home with his parents, where his mom makes his bed, does his laundry, and has dinner with waiting for him when he comes home. Then a giant spotlight piece came to light yesterday, highlighting some of DeVito's favorite things, including his favorite food, chicken parm with vodka sauce, his favorite movies, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Bad Boys, and his three dream dinner guests, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Floyd Mayweather. This set off a flurry of jokes on social media about just how Jersey DeVito is, with some saying he's straight out of central casting for a North Jersey Italian-American. One user joked on the Jersey scale, this registers just a shade below Springsteen playing Born to Run on top of a giant pork roll. Is Jersey getting beat up here? I don't think so. I think people are enjoying it. What? The most North Jersey guy ever? Yeah. Because he likes chicken parm? I mean, he's, he's Tommy DeVito. I mean, I, know, I, I understand I, that. I know about five guys named Tommy right, DeVito. Right, right. It's, so he likes Too Fast, Too Furious, and Bad Boys, mm-hmm. and wants to have dinner with Bezos, Musk, and Mayweather. Yeah, that makes it, him the most North Jersey guy ever? And his mom has the, if you you know, you, the chicken cutlets on the table okay, when, he, it, when he gets home. <laughs> I, I do like that he lives at home. Yeah. Imagine him coming home. How was practice today, honey? Yeah. Right. Right. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Spoke with Saquon Barkley and Dexter <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah. A bunch of other guys. Look, I don't think they're far off. And I, I, I grew up a couple miles from Tommy DeVito. Yes. I don't think they're far off. I just think it would be more North Jersey guy mm-hmm. ever if, like, he said he wanted to have dinner with Springsteen or right. Bon Jovi. And All right. Like sure. That. So yeah. Okay. The rest of it seems generic to me. <laughs> Let's have some fun, Gordon. Thanks, Mike. 
Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com deals. Glad you're with us on this Thursday. You've got a sore throat and want to get tested for strep. Do you try to make an appointment with your primary care doctor or go to the nearby walk-in clinic? The ubiquity of walk-in and urgent care clinics has changed the way many of us seek treatment for the flu, pink eye, maybe a pulled muscle. That's because your primary doctor might not be able to see you the same day. But the Wall Street Journal says an urgent care doctor isn't tracking your health over the long term or looking for patterns. So if you have a complicated health history, relying too much on a clinic may mean you miss bigger problems. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping have agreed to resume high-level military communications. The two leaders met in person for the first time in a year Wednesday in San Francisco on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference. Xi acknowledged the importance of face-to-face talks, his interpreted remarks. We, the largest developing country, that is China, and the largest developed country, the United States, we must get along with each other. The U.S. has wanted to revive military communications, especially after some incidents where China's ships almost collided with U.S. forces. And earlier this year, a spy balloon incident delayed Secretary of State Antony Blinken's highly anticipated trip to China by more than four months. Number two. Israel has released footage from Gaza's largest hospital. It says proves the site is being used by Hamas militants. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Amnon Scheffler on ABC. We know that this is another stronghold by Hamas, and we're going after them wherever they are. The Israeli offensive has faced international criticism for the killing of civilians and destruction of infrastructure in the Gaza Strip. Near the U.S. Capitol last night, about 150 protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza faced off with police at the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Number three. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is seeking to subpoena Donald Trump and former Attorney General William Barr as he prepares to raise a defense that his prosecution on felony gun charges stems from an unrelenting pressure campaign by the former president and his Republican allies. In a court filing yesterday, the younger Biden asked a federal judge to sign off on subpoenas for communications among Trump administration officials about investigating and prosecuting him. His lawyer says the information he is pursuing goes to the heart of his defense that this is possibly a vindictive or selective prosecution. The pandas are coming back just days after the National Zoo in Washington sent three giant pandas back to China. Chinese President Xi Jinping said China will send new pandas to the U.S., calling them envoys of friendship between the Chinese and American peoples. Xi did not share additional details on when or where pandas might be provided, but appeared to suggest the next pair of pandas are most likely to be sent to California, probably San Diego. All right. Thank you, Jen. The words we tell ourselves matter. Now you can remind yourself and others that you are, say, amazing, smart, courageous, or beautiful, thanks to Notes to Self Socks. Goodnewsnetwork.org says in a world where mental health is an increasing concern, a Kansas mom began weaving inspiring messages to put on your feet. 
Laura Schmidt is the visionary behind the unique sock company where positive affirmations become a memorable step in your morning and bedtime routines. Ms. Schmidt had already succeeded in the corporate world in direct sales and as a mother of three in Prairie Village, Kansas. Each of the variety of affirmations like, I am confident, I am awesome, I am beautiful, I am smart, I'm a great mom, or the sassy, I am crushing it, offer a daily dose of positivity right down to your toes. The website for Notes to Self Socks says they sell multiple styles of socks, including compression, gripper, ultra-low-cut, crew, wool crew, and child sizes. Research has shown positive affirmations can reduce stress, increase self-esteem, and enhance overall well-being. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.